Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the We Out Tribe. We honor the land itself and thank the past, present, and future stories of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current and ongoing process, and we need to build our mindfulness and our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortex.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely not. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers and and cults. I'm Aiden, and my pronouns are they, them. I'm Tony. My pronouns are he, him. And we are so excited to be here today. We've got a couple reasons. So this month, our theme. Oh, today. It's well, well, you heard the introductions. It's me and Tony today. So I'm very stoked. Very happy. We are um, very happy to be here today. Mm -hmm. Um, We are the theme this whole month is pride. And it's kind of we're going to talk. We're going to tell our coming out stories. Um, Tony's going to talk about their coming out story today. Um, If we have time, I might get to mine. But um, if not, definitely next week. Uh, so we're just going to talk about everything Pride themed that we can, um... Happy Pride. I know. Happy Pride to everyone. This is amazing. I, I, um, I don't know. This month, this year feels different for me. Like, I'm actually kind of, like, thinking about Pride things more. This, Mm -hmm. this, I'm on a... Well, we were, we were two years locked down, so... (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't proud of anything in the last two years. (laughs) Not our government, not not myself, (laughs) not our choices, nothing. Quite depressing, actually. (laughs) I did not experience pride in any shape or form in the last two years. Thank you. You're Mm -hmm. welcome. (laughs) So this year, I'm I'm kind of, for me personally, I'm on an interesting, like, mental health journey where I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, over this this like initial hump of like <clears throat> so for me at least in mental health a lot of times you know that you know that saying it gets worse before it gets better it really sincerely does and that's a, such an incredibly difficult part of mental health and mental health recovery is that it does like you i heard someone describe it one time as like a a wound that um is like infected has healed over on the surface so Mm -hmm. it looks fine and it looks good and you kind of just have adapted to babying it 
Right. Um, but the pain's still there. So then when you go into therapy, when you go into dealing with your mental health issues, it's you have to, to clear out an infection, they have to reopen the wound. So mm-hmm. you have to reopen that wound, clear out the infection, and then let it heal uh, from the inside out. And that's incredibly painful. And so that's, so my mental health journey for the last few years has been kind of like that, where it's been reopening these wounds, clearing a lot of stuff out. I'm by no means at the end. I don't, I, this will be a lifelong journey for me, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, I'm still fucked up. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but. Father, son, house of Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a long Thank process. You, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Whenever Tony and I get together, we become middle-aged Southern Christian women. I love it so much. Yeah, I know. It's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of over that initial, like, it. things are still difficult and challenging, but they're not as intensely painful. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to kind of view things differently. Yeah. And I can start to, like, absorb queer media. for A big thing for me, I've talked about it like 17 times already, is the show Heartstopper mm-hmm. on Netflix. Like, you know, a year ago, two years ago even, just that recent. If I had watched a show about queer love and queer happiness and queer joy, I would have got depressed because I haven't experienced that. And now I can view this queer joy and mourn the fact that I didn't and won't get to experience that in that stage when it's supposed to happen. But be okay with that, accept that process that and look towards the future. Sure. And that's a big that's a big thing for me. And so it kind of puts pride in general in a completely different light for me because I can actually like for the first time in a really long time I can really allow myself to observe queer joy. Mm-hmm. And um pardon me. And uh observe it absorb it like really kind of entertain the idea that it exists and that I might be able to experience that and that's a really big that's a big step for me you know so that's yeah. a big that's a big um that's a new development a new development for me in regards to pride how are you feeling this year with as for pride month um i am excited mm-hmm. i think yeah that's a good word for it. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can use whatever word you fucking want. Oh, it's your, thank o- you. your vocabulary. <laughs> I'm perturbed. <laughs> no. I'm excited. I'm annoyed. I'm a little put off. <laughs> All of those at the same time. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, but yeah, um, I'm excited. I think it's amazing. And it's definitely. <laughs> of course, I don't. I'm not. Every time I see a company, like a big company, I, you know, I, I, is that the perturbed part? Let's of me? talk about this. Let's <laughs> let's talk about this. Let's let's. Um, have you seen that? Um, have you seen that uh, SNL skit where it's the the Barbara Streisand? They're all they have like a Barbara. Str- it's like back in the eighties. The Barbara Streisand like group. They talk about it, Mm-mm. and they want to. They they they. <laughs> one of the people are like, they want to like talk about something or like get other people to talk or whatever. And so they're like, they say something like, I don't know, this and this and this and this, discuss. And then they talk amongst themselves. And that's how I feel. I always want to be like, okay, okay, corporations and pride, discuss, discuss. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I have mixed feelings about that. I fully acknowledge and fully understand the fact of, of rainbow washing. Mm-hmm. Which is a term I've learned in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Rainbow washing where they just, you know, co- corporations slap a rainbow 
on their logo right. and call it good, but yet they're voting against anti-trans exactly. bills, anti-gay yeah. bills throughout the year. So, so I understand that. So yeah, annoying. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 unacceptable. It's horrible. It's awful. And that to me, like when I'm talking about how I feel about corporations and pride, I'm not referring to that. It that is a that is a standalone horrible, awful, terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Like full stop, end right. of sentence. That is a terrible thing. But for me, I was you know I was raised super Pentecostal, super Christian. Um, it's it you know, check back on our previous episodes on it's our turn queers and cults and, <laughs> and Apple, Google, and Spotify and Podbean. We're at episode twenty. Mm. You can hear our <laughs> stories and more. Mm. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, same. Uh, uh, I was raised very strict, very Pentecostal. I was raised in a cult. We weren't allowed to do anything. We weren't allowed to go to the movies. We weren't allowed to listen to music that wasn't Christian. We weren't allowed to watch movies above a PG rating, preferably G rating. It was like, we had the joke, it was like black and white and Disney. That was it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that like the kid, the the kid that, you know, the, the, the queer child in me seeing rainbow everywhere feels good, you right. know? Yeah. So it's that kind of that... It's that, like, I understand the objective, the logic, the, like, the, the, the progressive side of me. And by progressive, I mean progression I have made, not, like, that term progressive, that, like, I'm so progressive. That's not what I'm saying. Like, a progression I have made in my understanding of queer, you know, queer culture, queer, you know, uh, rights, all, all that. I understand that it's problematic in so many ways. But... It is providing some, at least it's happening, mm. and it is providing sure. something for, for those who don't have that education and that knowledge right. right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like a teenager who hasn't been educated yeah. on certain corporate <laughs> yes, totally <laughs> um, abusement and, and their way of handling things, but they, see, they just see the somebody actually... Um, looks like they care for that <laughs> exactly they're fucking like that 12 year old's walking into target seeing the pride section and going like oh my god like maybe it's right. okay for me to tell my parents like mm-hmm. it may like their intentions may not be and ideal of not saying that every corporation is <clears throat> like that There's every corporation some... is toxic <laughs> let's be real okay not every small corporation <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of like you don't you don't become a billionaire by um, having good practices and paying you your employees well. The yeah, fuck exactly. Out of people. Yeah, we understand that. We know <laughs> that. But I really don't want to take away sure. from what people are experiencing. Right. If seeing that fucking rainbow pride section at Target validates you and helps you to feel good about yourself, enjoy that. You can't. There is this so. Everything is about perspective, in my opinion. Everything. Everything is about perspective. Usually is. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, words of wisdom. <laughs> Usually I'll write is. that down. You had so you were so <laughs> arrogant when you said that just now. <laughs> Usually is. Hmm, I wish you had a monocle. I'm, I'm an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? 
I'm usually I'm right, and when I agree, then you're not right, I'm right. <laughs> I'm an Aries, so by definition, if I agree with you, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I am correct. <laughs> if I agree with you, I am correct. Thank you. Thank you. Everything's so much about perspective, and I don't ever want to take away someone's perspective. An experience I had when I first came out, and I would like to preface this by saying I'm so overly, like immensely thankful for the education that I had when I first came out. I was surrounded by really educated people, really progressive people, people who knew a lot about the queer community and queer history and all that. And I was really, it was wildly uncomfortable for me. I was very much a, you know, <coughs> problematic, misogynist, white, mm -hmm. you know, you know, quote unquote straight man when I came out. And right. unknowingly, unintentionally, I just said a lot of problematic things that I didn't know were problematic. Mm -hmm. And I was called on it in a very supportive, loving way. And that helped my journey very much. That's and good. yeah, I, I'm so thankful for it. But there were a lot of times where in that it was very much a sink or swim kind of situation and I'm thankful for that because it worked for me. But there were often times where I was like, I just want to fucking enjoy this. I want to just enjoy, you know, you know, rainbow washing was as a great example. Like, I just want to enjoy the fact that Target has rainbow pins. Sure. And it was always that like, ah, uh, corporations, this, blah, 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 blah. Y like, yes, that's true. That's right. That's accurate and correct. However, I'm a 30-year-old at the time gay, at the time man, and I say gay and I say man because <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I am now a non-binary person right. um, who is sexuality is undefined. Um, <coughs> and uh, I mean, it's not, it, it, you know what? That's not the point of the story. Um, <laughs> let's get into that. Let's, <laughs> no, let's, let's dive not. right in. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> this is pride. I don't want to talk about my sexuality. You dumb bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't like that word. I apologize. <laughs> oh, my God. We have an understanding. Okay. <gasps> you ungrateful whore. <laughs> <laughs> you ignorant slut. <laughs> Stop it. This is a live radio station. <laughs> uh, Anyways, <clears throat> there were a lot of times where it was like, I just want to enjoy the rainbow pins at Target. And I don't like, I want to yeah. know the history, but I don't want to be made to feel guilty about enjoying this rainbow sticker at Pride, you know? Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. Whatever. <clears throat> so I think it's really important to like educate in a loving, supportive manner while not taking away the ability to enjoy the, the, um, the, the things that people can enjoy. You know, mm -hmm. does that make sense? It does. I, I see that. So, <laughs> on that note, would you like to tell a coming out story? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's hear about your coming out story. Where were you? What was, the, what was happening? What was the number one? What was the top hit song? What was the number one movie? Well, <laughs> Where, see, was, uh, describe a scene for us. It was 2019, <laughs> so I think the top hit song was probably something by, like, Britney Spears. Dua Lipa or, or something. I was, that's showing my age. I was like, yeah, that's 2009, not 2019. 2019. <gasps> you came out in 2019? Yeah. God, I was fucking like, I was choosing my plot and mapping out my headstone at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing a will. 
or my grandchildren I'm never going to have. <laughs> I'm blessed. You're, oh, because you're old. Is that what you're saying? Yes, you oh, dumb I'm asshole. Sorry. I was, so I was old. I was for a second. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you make um, a headstone when you're so lo- young like me? Oh, you're not young like me. Never mind. <gasps> oh, we have a lot of laughs at the office. <laughs> at my expense. At the office. (laughs) (laughs) Working nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) Ding. (laughs) But, um, okay, so it was 2019. I came out to uh, first my sister. Okay. Because she was older or younger? Older. She was, she's the oldest, um, out of four. I'm the third child. So I have an older brother and an older sister and a younger brother. Um, so you came out to your sister who's the oldest sibling? Yes. Um, and I, I trusted her the most. So, which okay. is important to always come out, if you're going to come out, to the person that you trust the most. Um, came out to her, and then I came out to my brother. Um, and that was interesting, because he's quite straight. Um, and straight's not bad, but like he grew up with my dad. Okay, my dad is extremely homophobic. Yeah, my dad is very homophobic. Um, and just all my life, I can remember him saying very homo- homophobic things constantly. <laughs> uh, so I was afraid to come out to my brother, um, but I I still trusted him more than like my dad or anybody else. And. <laughs> And uh, so sorry, I've just been on this own <laughs> journey of my own trying to. <laughs> You're a mess. Get it together, please. I, listen, I'm tall, and I have back issues. And you I was are trying tall to find and a queer. Chair. All right, <laughs> you have so many issues right now. <laughs> your story is very interesting. Please continue. Your brother's very straight. Very straight. <laughs> Raised by my father. <laughs> Raised by my father. <laughs> um, so I came out to him next. Actually, I was drunk though. When I came out. When you came out? <laughs> yes. Well, I was drunk when I came out to my brother. Oh, <laughs> uh, were you drunk when you came out to your sister? No. Okay. Um, but, so I actually, it was, I want to say it was the same day, maybe. The same day? I can't remember if it was the same day or not. It was close um, to the same time, like frame, probably the same weekend. But, okay. Um, okay. How old were you, if you don't mind me asking? 2019, uh, 20... That's only... 23. Three, that's only three years ago? Yeah, it was 23. Oh, you only came out three years ago? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're just very, very gay. I know. <laughs> You've done know. a lot in three years. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot in <laughs> ten years, okay? You've done a lot. You've done a lot of people. Okay. Okay. Ixnate <laughs> <laughs> on the escapade. Thank you so much. <laughs> we don't need to talk about my body count. Oh, we sure do, <laughs> sweetie. Um, <laughs> Listen, I don't need to divulge that information. 53 and a half. <laughs> By half, I just mean we fell asleep halfway through. So I can't well, really count that. I count those. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if you count the ones I fell asleep on, that's going to be at least 72, I think. <laughs> oh, I'm weak. Okay. So, oh, Jesus. Um, Continue. What happened? Oh, okay. So, yeah, me and my sister got drunk. And then she's like, go ahead and come out to your brother. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> but anyway, so I was drunk enough. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, 
And apparently he was he he said I I always knew you were gay. And I was like okay, I like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he knew. Um, okay. In fact, him and my sister one time in Michigan during a vacation to my grandparents. Blah blah blah. Um, when when I was probably in the eighth grade, I think around that time, they had like a full. They got drunk together. By the way, my family. We've been drinking for a long time. Not a lot of people were overage during this stuff. That's we're not here. We're not here to talk about that. Okay, good. <coughs> Slide right past that. So yeah. my all sister- people in these stories are over eighteen and twenty one if they drink. And twenty. That's what I meant. Twenty one. Fuck. Twenty one. This, oh, is yeah. this isn't Europe. It's twenty one. Is the I drinking aged, age? I haven't aged my sister or brother. They could be like forty seven. Just stop talking. You're digging yourself deeper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, my brother and sister got drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> together when I was in eighth grade. And they started talking about my brother said all of a sudden, when do you think Tony's going to come out? And you heard this? You were No, my sister told me after I came out. Oh, okay. They had this whole conversation about me. When do you think Tony's going to? Well, Anthony, they call me Anthony. When do you think Anthony's going to come out? Um, and uh, there was like a joke like, oh. Who's going to get married first and who's going to have kids first? And then Stephen, my brother, was like, well, not Anthony because he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> Just because you're right doesn't mean it's any loss offensive. I worked hard to try to cover that up. Oh, my goodness. Is it frustrating to look back and go like, well, fuck, I could have stopped pretending all that time ago. Yes, it's so yeah. frustrating. Like, I feel like I really could have come out sooner. Yeah. Um, but here's okay, maybe so, not with particular living situations with my parents. This brings up a really good topic that I I don't want to like interrupt your story, but it's a really good mm-hmm. subject about the whole like when parents, siblings, loved ones know that like or are really. <clears throat> so my cousin actually uh, like I don't know sometime last year messaged me and was like, "Hey, I really think that my son might be." gay and I how I don't know what to do about that like what like they were like how can I best go about this fully totally supportive and accepting they're fucking amazing actually it's they're one of the people that's going to be a guest on the show eventually as soon as I can get my shit together and actually schedule things um and I said and I told him I said the best thing you can really do is just create an environment that makes them know Mm -hmm. without any doubt that they can come out to you Right. Just create a safe environment, you know, because there's that it's really hard when you know, like when you when you know someone that you love is is probably, you know, queer in some capacity and you want to let them know that they can come out to you, but they don't feel ready. All right. Really, the only thing you can do is create a safe space and hope that they feel comfortable with that, you know. Right. And a lot of times uh, like, well, my I, I can remember my sister actually um, asking me if I was gay Would way before i came out no. yeah i said no yeah i was like, <laughs> like no i'm not gay <laughs> well what gave you that impression gay who we yeah. don't know her <laughs> um can i borrow your heels please <laughs> um, can you do my hair please yeah i need to paint my nails i need I tips i need blonde tips please thanks <laughs> no i'm not gay are you kidding are you kidding me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i would never um do that um so yeah but that was because I was living with my parents. Like, if I was living with my sister, and then maybe she came up to me and was like, 
do you feel that you're um, not straight? Yeah. You know, I may have actually come out to her. But it's, yeah. but, you know, living situations, I'm living with my parents. They are totally homophobic. Mm-hmm. Um, mom and dad, both. So, like, I have to protect myself. Oh, absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean, we, we say here often that if you ever, every decision made um, based on safety is never the wrong one. Right. You know, if you make a decision f- to keep yourself safe, it's never the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, yeah, so I came out to her first. She was the mo- one I trusted most. Um, and plus, I knew she knew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We have a, we had a really good relationship. I'm like, she knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what's the point of being? When you're talking about what guys you think are the hottest, then you're kind of like, yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> yeah. Like, we're both looking at the same people yeah. and we're like, wow, Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're both following nice. the same hot guys on Instagram. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. So, might as well. <laughs> Start with her, <laughs> then I came out to my brother. He was, uh, yeah, I know, blah blah blah. Um, and your brother was okay with it. Mm? Yeah, yeah. He's he was one of the, well, both. Okay, so my sister and my brother, who are older than me, um, were able to kind of dodge the religious environment oh, that okay, my cool. dad and my mother poured over me. So did the <laughs> did your mom and dad kind of become more religious after them? Was that like a no? Oh, they so had, they were religious the whole time, mm-hmm. but you're just your brother and sister avoided it. Yeah, well, yeah, due to certain circumstances, like my sister, she was kicked out, she was kicked out of the house at 15 and forced to move to Alabama oh. when we lived in Indiana. Um, and then my brother did not have a very good relationship with my dad. He lived with my dad, grew up with him, while I lived with my mom, grew up with her. Okay. Um, after the divorce, <clears throat> and. But my brother is very um, strong-willed and very much his own person. So he just he very much rejected most of the things my dad taught or tried to whatever, um, and it just didn't work for him, you know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for me, <laughs> I got hooked, you know, yeah. under that religious spell, very very hard. Um, I was just, I was just trying to be a good straight. Cis man. Yeah, totally. Well, and it just, it's, uh, but anyway. I wonder, I just, I'm trying to like imagine, I wonder why that, like, I mean, maybe like the need for approval, the need for validation, I'm sure, you know, really comes into play. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, if I'm straight and Christian, my my mom will love me kind of thing, you know? Exactly, and I grew up with. Plus, when you're when you're queer and you know you're queer, growing up uh, in a religious environment, my brother didn't have to worry about that. He was straight, you know. So yeah. he just he didn't have to worry about this. No thing. hiding, no exactly masking necessary. And yeah. also this n- almost growing up religious um, mindset, you have to get yourself healed from that gayness, otherwise you're going to hell. Yeah. So that's a whole thing with me. It was a very the fear. Yeah. A lot of fear. So I was all up in it, you know, trying to get that. I was yeah. trying to, like, wash that shit out with yeah. holy water and fucking oil every day. Oh. oh. <laughs> every day. Oh. Oh. Every fucking, like, like the olive oil companies 
could have lived off of us Christians <laughs> I the swear whole time. To God. Seriously. Anoint My fucking things with oil. Drenched. Drenched. <laughs> I probably lost I probably lost a deposit on a couple yeah. of apartments because there was so much fucking oil all yeah. over the walls, anointing the door frames, I mean, anointing the walls. Like yeah. nowadays today it still is, but for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's still a sticky substance on the walls, but it's not oil. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's oil-based. Stop. <laughs> I don't do that water-based. Anyway. Um, yeah. I Seriously, though, like, oh. And there's another thing I often wonder. This is something I've been thinking about a lot, that the charismatic aspect of fundamental Christian or Pentecostal, Southern Baptist, a lot of those. That charismatic aspect mm-hmm. is very appealing to a lot of gay people, it is. I've noticed. It is. Um, Extremely. I, and I, I hope I say this in the most respectful way possible, that like, like a lot of times drag shows remind me of church. I've seen a lot of drag performers who are just like, you know, loosening their shit on stage, writhing around, jumping around, jumping up and down, flipping their hair. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen Sister So-and-So do that. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that full... <laughs> Yeah. That full release of all societal expectations and that like that like ascension into um, that ascension into like just that emotional oh my god you know, expression yeah is kind of it's like it doesn't matter if you're doing it for Jesus or for the gays or for drag or for whatever like it's that experience exactly. is really appealing and. So for me, and it's I, moving. It's too. moving. It's the only time I ever got to feel anything because I was mm-hmm. suppressing everything so much for the rest of my life that the only time I got to feel anything, the only only time it was acceptable for me to like flail my arms and be any kind of like expressive right. at all was if I was dancing in the spirit, if yeah. I was losing my shit for Jesus, you know, like exactly. that. That um, that's the name of my autobiography, "Losing My Shit for Jesus." Losing my shit for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it makes you feel free. It, makes it you does. Feel like. Like the chains are gone. Yeah, they would even say that they prophesy of you. Yep. I see their chains the have been are, yeah. let loose. And oh, that like dance in the name of Jesus. And like that, just that, like that, just even thinking about that, like gives me chills because that's that was so. I've never been able to. This is something I've, I'm having a hard time with. I've never been able to recreate that environment in a queer environment or aspect. Yeah, even doing drag, like I've never been able to. Like, I. I didn't get on the floor. I didn't writhe. I never did death drops. I never, like, fucking, like, it was everything. Like, I was so conservative and reserved in my performances and in my queer life because I was right. so much trying to avoid certain things and didn't know how to, like, really. I mean, what's ironic about it is that they would say, you know, or, you know, the whole going off and, like, dancing in the spirit and just being free. It was freeing. But at the it same was time. Free. Yeah. You're breaking off certain chains to put in on new chains. You're just you're you're in a religious aspect. Yeah, you're um you're you're freeing yourself in very specific con- confines. Yeah, you know, and that is uh that is what was so difficult for me is that like within these parameters, I was so incredibly free, and that felt so amazing. But immediately those parameters were gone. As soon as church was over, those parameters were gone. Mm-hmm. They didn't exist. Those parameters did not exist in a daily life. And they acted and they talked like they did. You know, like, oh, you can take this experience without you with you out into the world. You can't. 
Right. It's only in that very specific environment was it okay to be, you know, free. And <clears throat> the thing that's amazing about, you know, the queer community and when you do realize, you, you know, who you are and, you know, you start that journey is that that is actually how you take that 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 authenticity out into the world is by being yes. yourself. Mm -hmm. But it's a, it's a it, it, you know... I wish there was a way for me, at least, that I could have taken what I learned and what I experienced about that freeness and that authenticity from, you know, my religious and church experience into my queerness and authenticity. Well, it's still very difficult because a lot of that religious um, freedom, quote, was a lot of manipulation. So you're trying to take something that is something very manipulated and turn it and try to bring it because it felt good and then mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that was manipulation it was so much manipulation you can't really bring that into what what i don't know you just need to look for something new you need well, to look for something different like it's mm -hmm. i feel like the destination was the same but the route was wildly different and that's what's so difficult for me is that awesome. like you know what i'm saying like freedom and authenticity was the destination and we just ended up there on accident you know, through all this Jesus bullshit, you know, and all this church bullshit and all this manipulation and control and emotional manipulation. We ended up in this environment of freedom, but like it's, you're not supposed to get there by those routes, but we kind of had these moments. Yeah. But even that, that freedom was not free. No, it wasn't. And that's what I'm saying is that like, it's kind of like that, like you're not supposed to like fucking drop in from the roof or fall in through the window. You're supposed to walk in through the front door. And we were just kept dropping in through the roof and, you know, falling in through the window and thinking that that was how you're supposed to get in. And then now I don't know. I don't know how to get to the front door of freedom and authenticity. I've never no one's ever shown me. I'm still walking around. I can't find the front door. I don't even know the address. The GPS isn't working. You know, like it's just I don't know how to get there. So like I've ex it's <clears throat> it's not like, you know, they talk about with like food allergies, you know, if, like if someone's been allergic to chocolate ever since they've been born, they they're not they don't miss chocolate because they've never experienced it. They've never tasted it because they've always been allergic to it. But if you've tasted chocolate and then developed an an intolerance or allergy to it, you miss it because you know what it tastes like. Mm -hmm. And it's that kind of, for me, my experience is that like, I know what freedom and authenticity is supposed to taste like. I just don't know how to get back there. And that's my challenge. Does that make sense? Kind of. Sure. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't think what I experienced was freedom and authenticity. I think that I glimpsed it mm -hmm. on accident through these, you know, through these experiences. Yeah. But um, I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to. I don't know where the front door is. I've just always fallen in through the window. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. Hi. Welcome back. Um, Hi. Hello. It's our turn. Quirks and Colts. My name is Aiden. I'm Tony. Okay. Cool. <laughs> now we all know each other. All right. <laughs> Glad to get so that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about um, like coming out stories. It's our, our this this uh, month is Pride themed. We're talking about Pride and everything in general, all things Pride. So what we were talking about, kind of about the break, is the the um, 
the freedom that you kind of experience sometimes in like religion, because we're both from religious backgrounds, and um, kind of learning how to find that freedom outside of those those boundaries and limitations, and it's kind of it's a little challenging. Um, but uh, you were talking about you would just I think you where we left off is you would just come out to your sister and your brother, mm -hmm. and they were both kind of like, yeah, we know. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I uh, came out to my dad next. Oh, how did that go? So I I got drunk one night by myself, mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I'm doing it. You know, I'm going to do it. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Right. So um, I came out to him. He texted back. It was a text through text. He yeah, texted totally. back. Um, he said, I always figured... Um, which is funny because he said so many homophobic things growing up. Like, if you always figured, that's very shallow. Knew, you, but what, he's a yeah. very shallow man. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. he was, he's not only homophobic, he's racist and fatphobic and he's everything. Everything. If it's got a phobic on the end, he is it. He yeah. is that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, and then, and then my mom. Now, my mom is. Once again, uh, growing up, my best friend, uh, she was the one who really got me into religion and to Christianity and whatnot um, to the point of just a lot. Um, so anyway, me and her had a very codependency thing for a long time, um, and I've had to heal from that even recently. So um, but anyway— it was her next, and I saved her for last, which is weird because being my best friend um, and somebody that you would think that I tr would trust the most, right, mm -hmm. I should be able to come out to her first. You would think. Um, however, I saved her for last because I was most scared of her um, opinion of me. Yeah. Um, so then I came out to her. It was actually at Olive Garden. I couldn't even do it. I could not do it. I had a panic attack. Uh, it was with me. I had my siblings, both my siblings there. My brother and my sister were there to help me, basically, because I could not do it by myself. Yeah. Um, and I had a whole panic attack. And my mom's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. And my sister was like, do you want me to tell her? And I was like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can't totally. fucking talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. freaking out. Um, and so my sister's like, he's gay. And he's really scared right now, obviously. And blah, blah, blah. And uh, she looks at me, she looks, I mean, she doesn't say anything. She just mostly looks stunned, I would say. Huh. Um, interesting, because everybody else knew. So. Every, yeah, no, she knew. She yeah. fucking knew, but she, I think in her, the, it's the whole religious ideology, keep it quiet. Yeah. Keep it quiet. How dare you come out? How dare you say it? If you don't talk about it, it's not real. Especially in public. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So she, anyway, she was like, of course, she didn't say anything. She said, why don't we go to the car and talk about this? I was like, okay. So I go with her to the car. We sit there, and she goes, the first thing she says, are you sure? I'm like, no, bitch. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Georgia last night would very much confirm what you're wondering. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm a... Yes, I'm, I'm yes, I'm sure that's the most ironic question. I hate when people are you are you sure like, like I am more queer than a couple of lesbians watching WWE on a Sunday night. Like, <laughs> I so I <laughs> like 
<sighs> yeah. So anyway, um, but she she took it very hard, extremely hard. Um, I, and then at the yeah. end, she brought God into it, of course. Of course. You know, like naturally. As they um, do. Yeah. Even though I'm like, come on, let's just let's just. I would like a moment between you and me. We don't yeah. have to bring God in. Yeah. Like, listen, don't. Yeah. I get it. He's a part of everything. He's yeah. like, he's everywhere. Let's bring him in. You know, can we not bring your ex into this? So, a <laughs> uh, quick shout out to Rebecca Perry. Hey. Hi, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. We love you. We love you. I don't know who you are, but I love you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, it was not. I don't know. I was very stressed at the end of it. And then, of course, she said, well, how she said it was um, at the end. She goes, well, because she really does love me. Does she? Yeah. But she. Sorry. I just couldn't resist. I like, I, I know. I've thought about this many, many times. She <laughs> does, but she's very, I don't know. Her God doesn't. So, <laughs> but she did say at the end of the yeah. conversation, she was like, well, you know, the father's love is just, just goes beyond. But. Of course, you know, then she put a book in the room about the lesbian becoming straight because of God. You know, she wanted me to see that later. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, uh, one of the one of my friends and also a, a previous guest, Noel, one of our first actually guest on this show, uh, Noel, they do the show Mother Tucker um, mm-hmm. every Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, right here on HumboldtHotAir.org. It sounds like I'm somewhat sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get I'm it together. Goodbye. Get Click. <laughs> I'm out. Signing out. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> um, it sounds like I'm saying HumboldtHair.org, and I'm not. It's HumboldtHotAir.org. Uh, we talk about the, a phrase that was said to us growing up a lot, which is, um, God loves you the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. Have you heard that one? No. Yeah, the w- I heard that one a lot growing up. Yeah, God loves you the way you are, but He loves you too much to leave you that way. I mean, that's how it was, but yeah, I've never heard that phrase. <laughs> yeah, that's what they used a lot for us queers. Was like, of course, God loves you how you are, but He loves you so much He could change you into something that's better. And by better, we mean straight. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just so unfortunate, really. Yeah, it's just um, so. So. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't even serve in our. Uh, no. Even progressive churches in that are ministry. like, we love gay people, but but you can't be in ministry because, you, you know. can't be out and serve. Mm-hmm. As soon as you come out, done. Yeah. You, you have to step down. You have to really connect back with God and get get healed from that before you can, you can. Meanwhile, people are fucking like, the people that are in leadership, that was the thing about my church is that as long as you didn't talk about it, it was fine. Like, we all knew people were being fucking horrible people in their personal lives but they just didn't talk about it so it was fine they could continue to be in leadership as long as they didn't talk about it get this okay all right so i had moved after uh doing ministry school um here in town Mm -hmm. um i had moved back to alabama and then i came back out here because I hated Alabama. I just, I was depressed, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and plus, I hadn't come out yet. So that was another thing. Living with my mom under her shadow. Yeah. I just, eh. I came back here, um, decided not to do second year. Um, I could have, but I said, no, I just think I just want to do my own thing. Um, I really love the area. You can do mm-hmm. three years, by the way, in the ministry school here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ministry school. Oof. Yeah. I mean, that's a 
that's the word Whole for it. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> not accredited. It's not what you'd think. <laughs> yeah, ministry school. School is a very loose term. Yeah, it's uh it's bullshit is what it is. Yeah. It's a bunch of fucking religious people like in a fucking circle jerk talking about how much it they was a circle jerk and how much they wonderful. know about Jesus. I loved it. Not in a good way. No, not no. in a good way, but no. I did like it because I felt appreciated or something. Something was it's good. Just there was, there was that off of people's <laughs> desperation. Yeah, there's you know, people yeah. so desperate to be accepted by someone. It's like we'll accept you and then we will change you, you know? Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's predatory. It's bullshit. Yes. I hate it. Oh my god. <gasps> I hate it. And it I wasn't just it, so it wasn't just for queer people either no. like who felt like it was this, it was for everybody like yeah. you have to change like in fact the ministry school here in town. <laughs> um oh, it's, the, uh, uh, yeah, it's let's, rejects. Let's it's rejects. It's people who are literally rejected from mm-hmm. the school that we applied to in Reading mm-hmm. and they were re- rejected because of this or that. Usually yeah. it's being queer or usually it's, you know. You just, didn't fit our mold. You didn't fit you this, so we're like going to go ahead and white, put, straight. We're going to put you in the yeah. healing school, the one that mm-hmm. really just heal you right up, even though there's yep. suicides and yes. all this shit. Like, it's yes. bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's so. Don't get me started. Let me, let me get back on track. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. But about this. <laughs> yeah, it's so, uh, oh, it's just absolutely it's so it's so overwhelming and i hate it so much and it's it's very it's very predatory it's very like capitalizing off of people's insecurities and yeah. and giving them this promise of acceptance and validation and change and and you know that like oh we can make you what like here's this here's this ideal picture of who you should be mm-hmm. and we can make you that mm-hmm. and then you'll always be happy and you'll always love yourself right. and you'll always accept right. yourself and, and the it problem never happens with being, well, yeah the problem with being queer is it's impossible it's impossible yeah. to get yeah. to that point you can trick yourself as long as as long as you possibly can you're going to be miserable but you can trick yourself and you can even you can just do whatever you have to do right yeah cuz you got eternity on your mind you just want to yeah. be Eternally um, sanctified. Oh, eternity. Yeah, like, so you're going to do whatever you have to do, right? And that standard. Um, it doesn't fucking work. No, and, and, and one of the things I want to point out, like you, that you said earlier that I forgot, is that we're not talking, this didn't happen in like on the East Coast or in the Midwest or whatever. This is right here in Humboldt County. Like this yeah. school that you're talking about is yeah. in Humboldt County. And it's the cult I was raised in was here. It was in Arcata. Yeah. Like this, it, it's like There's when a you lot think it's happening yeah, here. When you think it's not happening in your town, in your environment, to your friends, it is. It's happening here in your, in your immediate circle of like people that you interact with. It's happening. Right. And 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 that's and so. Okay, so yeah. I had moved back here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, decided not to do the second year. I stayed with somebody who was my friend who was, went to the school. He actually went to second year, um, so he was going to second year while I was living with him. Mm-hmm. Not on the lease, by the way, so it was just uh, I was paying rent. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. It's okay. You don't have to. No, it, it's important for the story. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. You don't have to divulge everything. It's no, fine. it's important <laughs> for later. Um, so I'm not on the lease, right? Um, and everything's going pretty well until I find a guy who I like and went on a date with. 
and we went on I want to say two dates I can't remember before I finally was like hey I really like this guy we've been talking we've been on dates um, this is by the way the first guy I've ever actually done anything uh, yeah. dates kiss anything yeah anything mm-hmm. with um, and this person who I thought was one of my best friends um, he kicked me out within less than a month because I was um, bringing demons into the house. I was bringing um, spiritual warfare because he's gay, by the way. Oh, got it. Got <laughs> yes. Got it. Yeah. No, he's so gay. You were a big temptation for mm-hmm. him. He's been gay. <laughs> Not <laughs> the ointment. <laughs> he, has... he is gay. He was gay. He's, he's been, been gay. gay. <laughs> he done been gay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He just unfortunately was much more insecure about it and um really scared of what god would think of him i suppose and what other people would think of him um and he kicked me out within less than a month um our friendship ruined i was so upset i was so fucking mad well yeah i was so angry because like this is your best friend you would think i literally thought that he would be okay with it i did yeah i had no idea that he would react the way he did um, I should have known better, but whatever. Everybody's got their own thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, I was out in the, I had to, luckily, some other, uh, there was another couple who were a part of that school um, that were also queer, and they were living in the area, and they let me come over and stay with them. Um, and until they got married, which is very recently after um and which they were queer while they were going to the school huh they were queer and going to the school yes okay we all were (laughs) gotcha it was but it was um so the that couple and me and a couple other people within the school who were queer there's also others who not queer who got out but um who were queer that kind of got out because it was just, yeah, it was too much. Was um, too much. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Oof, I can only imagine what the environment was like. It was pretty rough, um, yeah. intense and very, very intense. Um, but anyway, um, so I went and stayed with them, and then they got married. And then at that point, it was either stay with my boyfriend, who was living. He had just moved to Reading. Um, and I didn't know the area, and I didn't want to be there. And it was either that or go back to Alabama. I went back to Alabama. Um, which I don't regret that. Is, I do. I have regretted it for a long time. I don't regret I do. <laughs> I do regret it. No, I have regretted it for a long time. But just recently, I'm starting to think maybe um, being with staying with him wouldn't have been the best option anyway. For sure. Yeah. Um, but whatever but i mean it shows like there's so many things like i don't know i'm going on a tangent right now um you're telling your story it's not a tangent it's a very valid story that i'm very interested in yeah so it's just like i don't know like i i'm angry because i feel like there could have been an opportunity with me and this guy we could have still been together we could have still had a relationship Mm -hmm. um if it weren't for this homophobic asshole who claimed to me my one of my best friends Mm -hmm. um just with stab me in shape. the back yeah. like that because I'm I'm bringing demons into the house. Like, f- shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> like take responsibility for yourself. Yeah. Okay, first yeah. of all, you're queer too. So <laughs> we're all we're all bringing demons into the house. Like, okay, like, yeah, like, God. I mean, me and him used to cuddle and shit. Like, there was plenty of demons. It wasn't, in the he house. wasn't upset that you were bringing demons to the house. He was jealous. He didn't pick him. Probably. Let's be real. Yeah, probably. Let's be real. I don't want to like dissect that, but yeah, <laughs> like. Let's get into it. Let's get into that. <laughs> let's get into let's that. Dissect your, let's dissect your personal life on a live radio. Station. <laughs> yeah. That sounds lovely and wonderful. What else is there to do? <laughs> so, how did that make you feel? How was, in that moment, what was your first initial thought? I want you to know, Aiden, these hands are E for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I will jump over this desk <laughs> right now. <laughs> Or E for everybody, I will slap you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't comfort me. Oh, gosh. oh, but yeah. So, um, coming out uh, <laughs> is hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, worth it in the end, one hundred percent worth it. But just you know, be careful who you come out to, when you come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're living with a person, right? Yeah. You have to be careful about. If you could, if if you had one piece of solid advice for someone that wants to come out that maybe hasn't yet, um, or thinks they might be queer or beyond the binary or, uh, you know, in, in some capacity, what what would be your what would be your one piece of solid advice to them? I would say, first of all, take your time. I would yeah. say um, look inward, really just uh, learn to love, because that's new, right? That's a new thing, especially if you grow up in a religious environment yeah. or it's very strict conservative environment. Yeah. Um, that's not religious. Uh, it's a, it's a, something to really just, just love yourself in that moment and get to know yourself and also um don't just come out to anybody come out to the mm-hmm. people you feel safe to come out to yes absolutely like really safe people you trust mm-hmm. um have that circle around you of of you know if it's if you can just come out to like your little group of friends in this little area you know of your life then and just keep it in that circle yeah, or you know absolutely. have that circle i used to come out um to work i would work because i used to i had like a weird thing where i would get a new job all the time because i had i don't know trauma yeah (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) and like it was almost like going to a new school for me like a new high school you know like every time yeah, yeah and so but it would make me i would do that i would come out uh to my work and keep it just within my work so i could feel literally when i go to work i feel free Yes, I would feel absolutely. like I would feel so much better being at work because I would be myself. Yeah. Um, versus, and this was like years before I actually came out to anybody. Yeah, I would use absolutely. my I would use my jobs as a way to come out. Yeah, like build that confidence, take it step by step. You know. And legally, they cannot fire you for that. Fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In theory. Just make sure you don't miserable. Just be careful. Know your audience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah know your audience. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Read the room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I, I just rewatched Heartstopper for the fourth time last night. God bless your soul. It's so fuck. Have you seen it? Then don't make fun of me. It's fucking good. <laughs> oh 
I will not. I will not accept any kind of ridicule. For I. This. You must flip the table. I saw the I look did. in your eyes. I Have you seen did. it? I almost did. Yeah, I almost flipped the table. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sure it's so good. It oh, is fucking good. Yeah. Fuck it's you. So Stop it. I'm not. I'm, I am no. not accepting this. No, I'm not accepting this. Stop sure it. Shut yet. up. I can mute your mic. Mike muted. No one can hear you anymore at all. They can't. Nope. Not anymore. You are gone. You do not exist. <laughs> I'm funny. Shut up. Um. So, but it, it's cool. In spoiler alert for Heart Supper, if you haven't watched it, first of all, spoiler alert. You're what's wrong with you? Right. Um. Uh. What's wrong with you? You haven't watched it yet. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm but, agreeing with you. Yeah, we're stupid. And one of the things Get that, like, the, one of the characters in it, they talk about when they, they come out. They're like, you know, like, what if I came out? And they said, you know, I don't want it. Like, they're like, we don't have to, not necessarily make a public announcement, but I want to be able to tell the people that matter, and I want you to be able to tell people. And I just loved that example of coming out mm-hmm. because so many times. There's when you think about coming out, you feel like you have to tell everyone and there's so much pressure put on you. That's kind of like, oh, well, if you don't come out publicly, then you haven't really come out and it's not really real. Or if you don't come out to everyone, then you're ashamed. What is this? Christianity? Yeah, exactly. You got to come out to everybody in order to be a Christian. Yeah. In order to be saved, you got to you got to speak it out. You got to tell the world strangers on the street, you know. (laughs) Need to know, and if that's not how it is, like it's your life, you can you can live it however you want. You can yeah. tell whoever you want. You don't have to come out publicly. You don't have to tell anybody you don't want to. You can just tell people one one at a time. You cannot mm-hmm. tell people it is your life. Yeah. You can just live it. You don't actually have to come out, you know. Right. And I want to be very explicitly clear that um, that I want to encourage and validate anyone and everyone to to live their experience the way they want to. I, I, one of the things that really bothers me about, like, you know, when we get into Pride Month and stuff is people kind of find a platform and then they use, if you're using guilt and shame to motivate or to, to promote your point, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You are not, that is not right. okay. So a lot of people guilt and shame, other words, like, you don't force us to come out. You don't have to come out. You don't have to come out publicly. You don't, have, like, you can just be you however you want to and live. Like, yeah, that's true. But if you're making me feel bad for coming out, then then you're wrong. You're doing the same thing that you're, that you're you know, s- so-called preaching against. And then also people who are on the flip side are like, if you don't come out to everyone, if you're not out and proud, oh, then you that. are not, then you are just being ashamed and you're perpetuating all of this guilt and shame. That's privilege right there. That's privilege. That is absolutely fucking privilege. If you're in an environment that's fully safe and fully accepting and fully validating. It was so easy for you, but like, honey. It, yeah, it's not easy room, for everyone. It's not easy yes, for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> don't, if you're like, 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 seriously, check yourself. If you are, if guilt and shame, if you are, if you are trying to make someone else feel bad for their actions, then your perspective is skewed. Mm-hmm. The don't do that. If what you're getting ready to say is fueled by guilt and shame, then don't fucking say it. Like, just don't. Um, it's not. We don't need that opinion. We don't need yeah. your voice. If if your voice is being fueled by guilt and shame. Um, like seriously, check your privilege at the door. Like we don't need that. Nobody mm-hmm. fucking needs that. It's really, it really frustrating. Like, 
no one needs to promote an agenda. That's something that I would love for, for to just promote this Pride Month. Yeah. No one needs to promote an agenda. You want to come out, come out. You don't want to come out, you don't. You want to come out to two people, cool. You mm-hmm. want to like, you want to get married, get married. You don't want to get married, don't get married. You want to be poly, perfect. You want to be monogamous, perfect. Do you whatever the kids, fuck you, you want. You don't have kids. Exactly. <laughs> like, There's no right or wrong way to be you, right. like, and l- unless you're harming somebody else. Yep. Like, we don't. No agendas. I don't want any agendas, unless your agenda is validation and and and, and encouragement and positivity. I don't want it, and I don't need it. I'm not interested. <laughs> I am not interested in your opinion about my life. Not interested. Right. Glad you have one. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Glad you have one. <laughs> Keep it like you're entitled <laughs> to have an opinion. You're not entitled to force it on me. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I would love to go into Pride Month with that mindset that, like, it's like, don't you have, is, are, do you have an agenda? Then keep it to yourself. Like, unless that agenda is full acceptance and uplifting of the queer community if that's your agenda great if it's not then don't i don't need it we don't need it we don't want it i at least i don't you know Mm. i'm just so i'm i'm so i have a really hard time the last couple years i've had a really hard time with because i feel bad for like enjoying the 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 enjoying the fucking rainbow pins at target but i also feel bad for not for not enjoying the rainbow pins at Target. You know, like, sure. it's that, like, what, where am I supposed to end up? What can I do? What can I not do? What am I, su- how am I supposed, how am I supposed to be okay? And how, how can I be queer? Like, just fucking, <sighs> ironically, I'm on a podcast telling people not to promote their agenda, so. I understand the irony. I just don't care. <laughs> this sounds like religious trauma. <laughs> yes. I know this is trauma. It's just let people be who they want to be. Just fucking shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Period. Shut down. <laughs> just shut up and let us be who we're going to be. God. <laughs> Shall we take a break? Oh, okay. <laughs> you need a Shall cigarette? <laughs> You need a cigarette and a mouth. So we play some music and just <laughs> calm down for a little bit. Maybe do some breathing exercises. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. One of the things about coming out, we're talking about this is Pride Month, Pride theme. We're talking about coming out. One of the things about coming out that a lot of people, some you know, maybe may not know, is that it's something that happens on a regular basis for people. It's mm-hmm. not something that you just do once. It's not a one and done kind of thing, you know. Every time for a queer person, every time you have a new interaction, every time you start a new job, every time you move to a new town or right. anything like that, you have to come out every single time and it um it can be a lot, you know, like it can be it can be really exhausting. It can be a lot to constantly have, you know, Having divulged so much personal information about yourself, regardless of whether or not you want to, you know, and um, it makes it more difficult in this like society. Yeah, Um, it makes it more challenging, and it's you know one of the things that's that's interesting to me is that as soon as someone finds out that you're queer, um, they feel so much like they feel so entitled to your personal information. Mm -hmm. You know why? I don't, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, oh, you're gay here. Let me, t- 
like what kind of sex are you a top or a bottom? Right. What kind of sex do you like to have? How many hookups have you? Oh my god. And all this like it's like well yeah. There's a, a song um there's a song I was listening today. It's by Jamie Wilson. Um uh, they're uh, they're really cool. That's called "What's in Your Pants," and it's a song about how trans people get asked constantly. As soon as you find out they're trans, they ask what's in their pants, and it's so true. It's like as soon as someone finds out you're beyond the binary, you're queer, they feel so entitled to your personal information, mm-hmm. and like it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter, and it's none of your business. None of your business. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not interested in talking about that with a stranger. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's. For me, it's hard to find that balance and that line between I want to be visible and let people know that I am a safe space and that I am um, that I'm here for people. That I am, you know, like I'm like I want to make let other people let other queer people know that, I, like I said, I'm a safe space. But then also advertising that, broadcasting that, seems to make people think that it opens. The I'm opening up the conversation to, for you to divulge, you know, for me to divulge my personal information. Right. I really just don't. I just don't like that. Yeah. We need to stop doing that. We need to stop asking people personal questions <laughs> without their consent. <laughs> it's not. That's not how it should be. Oh goodness. I think it would make. <coughs> I think at least for me, it would make so many more situations easier to participate in it would make more events easier to participate in more just you know it would just be easier to participate in society if i knew that i wasn't going to have to like come out every time i went to something mm-hmm. you know i wasn't going to have to like come out and tell talk about my history and my trauma and my my whole personal life every time i went to you mean a place where you could just be yourself and like what? <laughs> what a fucking concept. What a concept. And it's it's this another thing another thing that really irritates me that I've been dealing with a lot recently is that every time as soon as someone finds out you are something or you exist in a certain space, you know, queer spaces, they immediately expect you to be like this beacon of knowledge that, you know, like, oh, you're Oh, you're queer. Oh, you're non-binary. That must mean you know everything about non-binary. I have a bunch of questions. Can I ask you all of them? And I don't like that. I mean, shit. That could have been the first time you ever came out. Uh, seriously, like, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, like I've said that we've said this on the on the um, podcast before that like existence doesn't equal um, activism. That like just because you are right. something does not mean you have. To be yes a full like fully educated and an activist for that subject like if that's what you can do and what where you're at in your journey perfect wonderful that's amazing we totally support that mm-hmm. but it is not a requirement you do not you are not required to know everything about being non-binary yeah. when you realize you're non-binary please give people a break that's at the end of the day like just yeah just <laughs> chill like everybody chill <laughs> I, I seriously like. Like you say that, but like seriously, like I wish everybody no, would so just everybody would just chill, just relax, just mm-hmm. look it up on Google, ask somebody else, just let people exist in a space by being themselves. Yeah, you know, it's not that difficult of a thing to do. I don't feel like it's really not. It's really not. 
not just like I mean uh, speaking of like difficult to um there in Alabama specifically there were times coming out was dangerous oh absolutely I didn't come out in high school yeah. in Alabama what's funny is I came out to a small circle of friends in Indiana one high school I went to was a bigger town but only that small group and then afterwards i was like i'm not gay when it started getting leaking out whatever anyway but alabama hell no hell no (laughs) i was terrified of they were so homophobic and racist it was astronomical um and i came out actually finally at work i worked at a manufacturing place for Uh a year and a half um i finally came out there because um I had came out at Cracker Barrels. You know, I had a little group of friends at Cracker Barrel. I felt safe there. Really? So I was like, yeah, because um, I was a server. And so I, I of course, you know, kind of stayed away from the cooks and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, it was more common for servers to come out and uh, really? be protected. Um, however, I didn't. I was like, let me come out as this manufacturing. Fucking idiot. Fucking. I shouldn't have done that. Really? Um. I don't want to say I should not have done that. That's not the right word. But people shouldn't be so homophobic. Yeah, yes, yes. Agreed. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's their fault. Uh, absolutely. Um, and for the most part, it, it was okay. There was a lot of homophobic jokes because I was the only a- the only out queer guy in my line. There was another out queer guy, but he was way over yonder. Yeah. Um, but constantly jokes, and I got sexually harassed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one guy who tried to follow me home. Um, it was extremely... One of the servers? One of the, like, employees, I mean? manufacturing job. Yes, one oh, of the okay. employees at the manufacturing. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, he just got out of prison. He knew some connections that got him a job. He had a, His cousin, I guess, was a boss there. And anyway, he got the job there, and he was uh, he was trying to get friendly with me. No, I'm assuming that's sarcasm. It's yeah. He was very. Uh, I felt so unsafe. He, yeah. anybody that follows you home for any fucking reason and is yeah. not okay. Um. So here, here today. Uh, now back then, I was very timid. I was scared. I would not go to HR about something like that. Okay. But now I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna tell whoever's listening, go to HR. If you're being harassed, if you are being, if you feel you're in danger. Um, especially sexual harassment, any of that, just go to fucking HR, go to somebody, go to management, regardless if they, yeah. regardless of what you think will happen, yeah. do it because your safety matters yeah. and you need to understand that. That's, I mean, I was so scared I didn't do it. Luckily, he got fired for trying to get in a fight with somebody. Oh, God. Um, like probably two weeks after he tried to follow me home. That's, yeah. And, you know, on that point, like, Again, kind of goes back to that same thing, that any decision you make for your own safety is never the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. So, like, two-week notices, fucking bullshit. Like, doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. you walk into HR <laughs> and you tell them about a problematic employee and then they make – and then you feel unsafe from HR. Yeah. Fucking walk out and never exactly. come back. Goodbye. You don't <laughs> have to give them a two-week notice. No, like, no. You know, I, like, it's not real. Those things aren't real. Like, hmm. and this whole oh, – yeah, I mean, like, I understand, like, well, that'll look bad for your next I job. Know, what I, the like, fuck I, ever? I want to say that, of course, I want to be like, HR is going to have your back. No, there's no. sometimes they won't. No. And you have to, but what, regardless of what you think will happen, you have to fucking do something if somebody's sexually harassing you. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then if HR gives you that whole fucking bullshit that they usually do, fucking leave. Yep. Get Find a better job. Yep. Are you terrified to go into work because you feel like you're going to be, you know, like harassed or assaulted in some way? Don't go. Just don't go. You don't have to. You don't know them. You don't know anyone anything. Like, just do whatever you have to do to, do whatever to stay you have safe. To do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's non-negotiable non-negotiable at all and that's so many things are built on this these societal expectations you know that that like oh like i can't just never go back to work but i feel unsafe with this person just you know do whatever you have to do it's 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 absolutely valid you know because mm -hmm. that's a real that's a real thing that a lot of people are still dealing with it's still a common occurrence you know yeah it's yeah it's it's so it's rough it's rough out there but um but you got to do you got to do what you got to do and that is absolutely always the right decision you know yeah yeah did you end up leaving that job i did yeah soon after yeah it was pretty soon after yeah. mm -hmm. Good. um i think i ended up moving Different state. I don't remember where I went. Louisville, hmm. okay. maybe. Okay. Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just making that up? You just pulling that out of no, your? No, I did go to Louisville, <laughs> but I'm trying to remember what <laughs> the timeline. Look, I moved so many times. <laughs> okay, I'm full of trauma. <laughs> um, that I've I've stayed the longest. Honestly, for real, I've stayed the longest here since uh, I moved here March 20. Or so I've lived here. Two other times before I moved here, just this last time. So this is my third time living here. But I moved here in March of 2021. So I've been here for over a year. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's the longest I've, like, stayed in one area in the past probably six years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Or maybe seven. Like, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's, um... I mean, I went to five different high schools. In, really? In three different states. Wow. Uh, during high school. That's rough. Like high school is such huge developmental times in life, and to be able and to be and I'm not developmented. <laughs> yeah, I got an Alabama education. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not even gonna touch on that. Nope, we're not going there. We are. No, we're Let's not. Let's talk about it. No, but <clears> I just <laughs> just socially is what I'm saying is like you never have a time to get used to. No, it's extremely difficult to make friends, to find that circle, to find that like you know group of people that is your people, mm -hmm. you know, you're just constantly moving. That's I feel like rough. a lot of um, military babies understand. Yeah. In fact, most people, when I say I've been to five different high schools, they automatically ask, are oh, you're you a military, military brat. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I just, my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full of trauma. That's a so. lot. I mean, <laughs> there's only four years of high school, and you went to five different high schools in four years? Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Do you think that that, like, altered your coming out process? Yes. Yeah made you like didn't you didn't have stability is crucial for coming out i feel like mm -hmm. for anybody like mm -hmm. child adult doesn't matter you have to feel stable before you're before you feel ready to like express yourself you know right mm -hmm. and plus you don't get enough time to really know that you're safe in the environment yeah or to be able to come out i don't know it's like not enough time. It takes time to like get used to people to know to really know if they're safe people. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It's you know 
I don't know if we're expressing this appropriately or intensely, or maybe maybe this is redundant, but I, I hope that people are understanding that coming out, like, yes, it is so much better now, granted. Oh, hell yeah. You know, there's pride parades everywhere. There's gay shows on Netflix. I mean, <laughs> Disney Plus right now has a whole section that's like, oh, Pride Month, here's all our gay shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it is a lot better, but it's still wildly difficult to come out. It's still, you know... So I'm looking at this. So again, going back to Heartstopper because it's the only gay show I've watched recently. It's like I, there's so much of me that's like, oh, this is so beautiful to see. Th- and Heartstopper does a really good job of just being like, here's a show, and it happens to be about gay people, you know, or queer people, and it's just a beautiful romance, you know. Mm-hmm. But part of me is like, that's so amazing that we have this representation that there's people, you know, their show is about being queer and coming out and realizing your sexuality but then the other part of me is like it's 2022 and we still have to have shows that include representation that like like being gay is still a thing being queer is still a thing and it's not just part of our society yet right you know people like it's just it's so ironic to me it's so baffling to me when people talk about oh there's just gay shit everywhere and it's like really like if there was gay shit everywhere if it was as normalized as you're complaining about it is Mm -hmm. like it is then we wouldn't need representation if it was as normalized as you as you think it is we wouldn't need queer shows and queer like we would just have shows and there would be queerness in them you know we wouldn't need a whole section of Pride Month specific shows for Disney Plus. We would just have shows, and there would be gay shit in it, and there would be queer mm-hmm. shit in it. You yeah. know, instead of having our own little corner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you like? One month of the year, here you go. Yes, totally. Like, it's still a big snack deal. on that. There's still books. There's still like shows. There's still like movies about coming out. Like, it's because it's still a big deal. There's still that like moment when I see you know, characters in a show, and I'm like, oh, are they gay, are they gay, are they gay, are they, are they queer, are they, you know, like, is this, is this queer, like, it's still like a, oh my gosh, that's so cool, oh my gosh, that's so cool, oh my gosh, how brave, you know, like, that's still, like, automatic um, yeah. knee-jerk reaction to these things, because you're I mean, still... shit, when you got fucking pastors out and everywhere. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was gonna name one state, but I was like, no, it's yep. everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere across <laughs> the street. Here. Yeah, it's right here. Hunt down queers, kill them. Yeah. All this, like... Oh, absolutely. Of course it's terrifying. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not... <coughs> it's, it's not where people act like it is, and it's still a big deal, and I really want to, like, encourage people to, like, hopefully to normalize it as much as possible, but also to recognize that it's still a challenge. Right, and that's a hard. I understand that that's a hard thing to do to just treat something like it is normal while also celebrating it is a is a is a difficult, you know, a difficult thing to do because those are kind of contradicting. But like yes. that's really what we need. That's what a lot of people need. But there is so much um, growth in the process, and so much there's. I would say the light at the end of the tunnel is a real thing for. A lot of people who might just start becoming out and see so much uh, just trauma and hate from their family and their friends and whatever's going on when you're coming out. I swear at the end of the tunnel, like, I am so much happier now yeah. 
um, in my life than I was just three years ago. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I really, uh, I have an issue with the saying it gets better because it doesn't always get better. But when you're living a life of authenticity, you're going to enjoy, you're going to, the process is going to be better. Like, if you've got a road of bullshit ahead of you, you're going to walk that road being authentic or you're going to walk that road being inauthentic. But -hmm. you're still going to walk that road, you know? And so, like, I don't want to sit here and say, like, it gets better. Life is just going to be great. You're going to find someone. Everything's because it doesn't always get better. But it's so much better to walk, to to go through that experience knowing who you are Mm -hmm. and being okay with who you are and validating and loving who you are. That's going to be a better experience regardless, you know? Does that make sense? Does it, like, does that resonate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just don't like the I'm not I I'm don't I'm more talking about self love. Yeah, oh that's what I'm trying to say. It's also like I'm agreeing not with you. Not necessarily for sure. like circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking about like uh, just really uh, like self love and also, well, shit, in the circumstances, honey, it gets better. Like it does. It really does. Especially coming out into a into a horrific family environment and then next thing you know you you find yourself on the other side of the country and you are able to be on a podcast where you talk about your feelings (laughs) freely and not have this you know it just feels there's things that gets better and not saying that it all just gets totally better overnight or whatever but yes there are yeah there are just don't get caught up in the the newness of and the, the new stresses that happen when first coming out I just don't get caught up in it don't yeah. don't be like I just need to end it you know what I'm saying like yeah. I want to just don't be that just um, keep your mind open yeah um, and just let everything kind of fall into place and let time heal things and um, it might be difficult but I don't know maybe we have different perspectives on that but that's okay. Yeah. That's totally fine. Like, I mean, I agree with you on on the 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 aspect of the the like. I, there was I did get to a point where I just didn't really want to go on anymore, and then I realized that like, well, if I'm willing to like, if I'm willing to, you know, flip the switch on on this on my life essentially, then I might as well make the extreme decisions you know like if i'm willing to just be done then i might as well like try the things i was too scared to try because what can i possibly lose i don't i'm not interested in the rest of my life anyway you know so let's see what let's see what tomorrow holds you know and i do think i do agree that that when you're living your life in a different perspective, when your perspective is I'm gonna come, I'm gonna live my life with my authenticity, like yes, that does change, like that just does change a lot of the circumstances that you're going to experience probably and like the the environment that you're going to be in and you're going to make decisions based off your authenticity as opposed to making decisions based on trying to hide or not love yourself Mm -hmm. or not, you know, live your authenticity. Like it does, for sure change your perspective. So I do agree. I do agree that it can get better for sure. And I do, ad- do agree that living authentically does make it better. I just, um, I think a lot of times that phrase is used to convince people to come out 
with uh, w under the guise that as soon as you come out, life's going to get easier. And it doesn't get easier. But right. It, but you're right. It does get better. Yeah. Which is not my intention of that. No, I don't think it is at all. I just am giving a different perspective. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all. Um, I mean, <laughs> let's be real. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I'm going to be the cynic. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to any episodes, we all know who's going to have the pessimistic view. You are a Scorpio. Absolutely. So I am a Scorpio. No. Through and through. <laughs> fully. Absolutely. Um, Thank you.